Okay, ready? And podcast. podcast. I want to tell you about technology. I know how much you love robots. Hi, Tom. Hi, Pete. Season seven, I love robots. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows Season that. seven, well I love robots. Yeah. Welcome to WTS Island. Look, here's the thing. Do you, have you, over the course of our break, have you picked up yourself a uh, home, uh, a, a home speaker voice robot, like a HomePod or uh, an Alexa? No. You mean one that you talk to and say, like, turn off my lights and flush my toilet? No, I have not. You don't have one that flushes your toilet yet, is what you're telling me. No, I enjoy the process. I like the analog (laughs) (laughs) approach. It's very satisfying. (laughs) That is the worst. You started with the worst. And I'm going to try. Can you, right now, just real quick, put yourself... Let's do uh, one of the patented WTS uh, meditations. Really? Off the hook. All right, I'm ready. Close your, I just, This is going to be more of an interactive thing, but I need you to take you to, back to a place. So close your eyes. I want you to take you back to a place. Um, tell me about your favorite uh, grandparent who is not here anymore. What would you like to know? I want to know what they sound like. What they sound like? Well, mm-hmm. it was... It was it's kind of creepy to pick your favorite grandparent. Well, they're all dead. <laughs> Anyways, um, let's go with Granny Metz. She lived in Texas. She was an English teacher, so she was very well-spoken. Should I keep my eyes closed? I'm actually getting yeah, dizzy. Keep your eye. I want reason. you to really right. visualize this. Okay, yeah. so... And then give me a... Give me a dis- like, I want you to reenact Granny Metz. Granny Metz. Yeah. There was a little bit of Reagan in it, and she just, she had a yeah. southern accent a little bit. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Was as it kind of high-pitched? Did she speak kind of high-pitched like this, Tom? Well, that's it? just wonderful. A little bit down. That's Pitch just, it down a little that's bit. That's just wonderful. Sure, Tom? sure. That's Tommy? a little ranch hand. But sure. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> oh, uh, Tommy. Get the, get, oh, get Tommy. the cows in the barn. You, the storms are coming. <laughs> get your, <laughs> Tommy, I've been a long time since I've been with you, and I just... I want you to know I miss you very much. And now oh. I'm going to read you a story because that's your future. If you buy this Amazon Alexa, you can play a sample of Granny Metz. And what? Amazon Alexa will AI the crap out of that voice. And then you can make the voice of your robot, Granny Metz. And what? then she can read you a story. Is this a new what thing? What do you think of that? Amazon revealed a new Alexa feature that lets its virtual assistant mimic the voice of users' dead relatives. We have arrived yet again oh my at God. Black Mirror, Black my friend. Mirror. We absolutely have. Now, I'm going to tell you Wait, this. How does this it do is it? Slightly... Do you have to feed it grandmother yeah, stuff? You do. Stand, okay. You feed it grandmother. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Uh, I, I just need you to know this is a slightly uh, dated feature because I've been keeping it on deck for this show. So this happened, this was June of this year. Uh, there was the Mars 2022 uh, conference. And right. uh, they uh, actually, the head AI scientist Rohit Prasad took to the stage to unveil the experimental Alexa feature that the company says can use AI to mimic the voice of your dead relatives. They featured uh, Alexa reading The Wizard of Oz to a child who then asks Alexa 
to finish the story in the voice of his grandma. Alexa complies and continues the story using an AI-generated voice that mimics the child's lost relative. Now, we absolutely should have seen this coming. If you've watched any of the latest Disney Plus Star Wars stuff, um, Darth Vader is uh, James Earl Jones. That's an an AI recreation, largely at AI Assist. Yeah, Uh, the entire Luke, uh, the the de-aged Luke, that's not Mark Hamill. That is uh, all done by this company um, oh, that no. de-ages voices, and it's completely oh, no. AI-generated. And, and in fact, the Siri and Alexa voices themselves are no longer recordings done by actors as they were in the very first generation. They are now completely AI-synthesized voices. So this is a this should not be a surprise. The fact that you can, uh, as Prasad says, not eliminate the pain of loss, it can definitely make their memories last by feeding Alexa uh, 60 seconds of your dead Granny Mets. That's all it needs? That's apparently all it needs. Just 60 seconds of recorded audio. A minute of Grandma, and then she's reading me James Joyce. Would she read you James Joyce? Every day. Every day. Uh, This has been met, as you can probably imagine, with uh, raving fans who describe the technology as creepy and disturbing. Yeah. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Needn't have so bothered. There is, there is no indication that uh, Amazon is going to officially release this beyond a demo mode uh, at this point, but they have demoed it, and they do like to release creepy crap in their tools. So oh. um, you heard it here. Uh, probably not first, but maybe creepiest. Oh. Dead Granny Mets in your Amazon God. Echo. Alexa, just take us all out. <laughs> Welcome back to What's That Smell? It's season seven, and we're still a sometimes funny podcast about humans and their anxieties. I'm Tommy Mess the Third. And I'm Pete Wright. And every week we each drag one of our deepest, darkest anxieties into the light to share it, learn about it, and hopefully laugh about it with all of you. Reach out, as you know, from seasons one through six. Maybe not season one. I don't remember. But uh, we always like to include listener anxieties. You can be as anonymous as you want, and you can say whatever you want, and we will talk and learn and laugh about it with you and at your face. So reach out, send us the story of your anxieties, go to whatsthatsmell.net, click a button, and submit your anxiety. And with that, I'll go first. Pete, I'm going to start off my harrowing segment with a memory from junior high, and then I will segue into what it has to do with my anxiety for this episode. Fair enough? I was told to... Be quiet for a while. Never. I want you to get in here. And yes, for oh, many, okay. many years, when I read the word segue in my head, I would pronounce it say goo. And of course, that's <laughs> that's 100% true. But that's for another time and the dogs say goodnight. So back in junior high, we had this... I actually don't know the word for it. What do you call... It's. I don't think it's a TA, but it's a teacher in training. Like they would send a younger person that was in training for education and they would take over a class for a while. Uh, a pre-teacher? A pre-teacher. Pre-teach? In-service teacher? In-service. A, Let's do pre-teach. Uh, 
I like that. It was a pre-teach. You're in a pre-teach? It was a pre-teach. Um, okay, yeah. so this pre-teach was assigned to my history class, and let's just say it was not a good fit. <laughs> he was kind of unprepared <laughs> and both brash and boring. And oh, at being the same time. junior high people, we were not kind to him in turn. Then one day, we had this big multiple-choice history test over whatever history stuff we'd been learning about, and I remember feeling pretty good about how I did. And then the next day, we file into class, and pre-teach slams the door and starts yelling at us. For, for how what? poorly what, we what all did done? on the test, that we all did really bad on the test. Oh. He said we were lazy and not listening, and he was angry because our failure reflected on him and made it seem like he was a failure as a teacher, even though he'd been doing all of his stuff right. Now, I have to jump forward because I have, as hard as I try, I can't remember how the re- revelation happened. But it turned out he ended up having to apologize to us because he used the wrong answer key for the multiple choice test. So he was marking correct answers as incorrect. This all came out after he screamed at us for an entire period. So to sum this up... In fact, he was... He was doing everything wrong. hundred percent. I mean, it was a literal real world example of the idea of like when the whole class fails, you have to look critically at the teacher. Yeah. You can't just say, well, the whole class is a mess. All right. So keep that story just slightly in mind because it's time to say goo. Um, And my apologies for listeners who are tired of talking about this subject, but I think it'd be irresponsible to not least touch on it as we open season seven, especially because now I have finally let the civil war go. (laughs) Uh, But I think it'd be irresponsible to not at least touch on it, especially because I bet I'm not the only one wrestling with this issue. Um, And of course, I'm talking about the... Will Smith Oscar slap. Now listen, no. Uh, although that did actually make me feel legitimately awful, and I might want to talk about it, like unpack the Will Smith Oscar slap later this season. But That'd that's not the... Uh, but no, I want to talk about, I'm sorry everybody, but COVID and my fears that I'm not evolving as well as other people as the pandemic continues and changes. Because it really feels like a lot of people have just moved on almost completely. And I have not. I don't mean to say that I'm staying out of public life like I was for a while. I'm going to movies and shows and restaurants and sneeze parties. And most strikingly, (laughs) over the past four months, I have been to two weddings. And in both, I was one of about three people wearing masks. And these were both weddings of 150 people and above. One was in Mississippi. That was my uh, cousin. So I could see that coming. I get it. Yeah, Uh, but, But the other one was here in liberal California. And I was still one of three people masked. Now, up front, I want to make it clear that both weddings were absolutely glorious and beautiful. There's no wedding anger about this, and there was no mask shaming from people. People weren't looking at me funny or anything like that. In fact, the California wedding couple went out of their way to be as considerate about about difference of opinions, about whether to wear a mask or not. No one looked sideways at me at all. In both cases, in both weddings, someone ended up testing positive for COVID. Of Of course course they did. Of course, because it's inevitable. Yeah. Um, but to go back, in both cases, even though no one, there was no mass shaming and there was actually the opposite, people were being very considerate, I still felt awky, a little awkward about wearing a mask when so many other people aren't. And I think I'm stuck. In, I'm like, I'm wondering if they're afraid that I'm judging them or I'm afraid mm-hmm. that they're judging me. So I'm just sort of stuck in this nether world of I am going to weddings, but I'm staying masked the whole time and I'm not going on the dance floor. Like when it becomes everyone goes to the center of the room, I'm bouncing. I did the same thing for both weddings and I feel bad about it. And I'm the only one masked up as possible. So it leaves me 
I'm going to stop my rant in two seconds, but it leaves me with some questions. When the whole class is going one way and I'm going the other, am I not grading or looking at the same or the situation correctly? How did so many other people get so more comfortable and freer than I am? And I really want to ask your thoughts about you because you didn't just have COVID, Pete. You perfected it. it. So what are your feelings? How often are you wearing stuff? And there's no, I'm not judging people. I'm just wondering why I can't, why I feel like I'm stuck. Yeah, that's a really interesting question because I, I want to make it clear that what I, when people say, oh, nobody's judging you for wearing a mask, that's just, I don't believe that's true. I think they're absolutely judging you. Really? Whether they're judging you harshly, they're judging. Everybody is judging. And I know because <laughs> I'm judging people who aren't wearing masks, and I am clearly judging them because I say to myself, wow, I feel really judgmental right now. And when people ask me in circumstances like this, they say, I, I always come up with the response, no, I don't judge people for their health decisions, but I know but you in are. my head, I, <laughs> I just did. I just judged you for not wearing a mask at this event, at wherever we are. Like, so I know it's it's absolutely wow. happening. Like, honest truth, you're judging people for not wearing a mask. The fact that we're talking about it and you go to a wedding and you're one of three, how can you not but here's judge the thing. others in some way? But I think, and this is very me on brand and on brand for this podcast, I am now turning. Remember how I went from, I just don't want to get anyone else sick to, I don't want to get sick. Yes. This next part is I was wondering, hey, why is everybody not wearing masks? If there's one person I'm starting to honestly judge, it's me. Because I'm not, it used to be, it's us against them. And it's, everything has shifted. And these are lovely, wonderful people. These are not... You know, people that have not followed. These are people that did follow rules for forever. We know friends of this podcast have started that have been as safe or safer. No, I don't think it can be safer than me, but as safe as me, I've started talking about the pandemic in the past tense. So I don't, while I don't like that, still they're just being freer and rejoining life more. As I said, I'm still going to things, but I'm just still in a different mindset. So I personally think that I'm judging them less and wondering. Why am I the outlier emotionally? What you're right. That is absolutely on brand for yeah. you to be judging yourself. 100%. Because that's not like that's not like that's not how that's not how people work. That's how that's how Tom works. Because you, <laughs> <laughs> like this, Sad. it's like robot Tom. <laughs> like, where's my Alexa with your voice in it? That's what I want. Yeah. It's just so so obscenely kind. <laughs> you know, self-deprecating AI is what we need. The thing is, I don't really have um I don't remember what the actual question was, but you're yeah. but I, I think for me, I struggle when Oh man, this makes me sound like such a oh, no. jerk. Because <laughs> we'll we'll edit all this. Screw out. it. Look, I like you said, Pete. You perfect perfected COVID. Like I, I just feel like there's a difference between having COVID before there was a vaccine right. and getting COVID after being vaccinated like four times. You know, that that it's just like that's the thing I, is I think I'm stuck subconsciously yeah. in the past because there has been waves just recently there has been a yeah. waves of my friends and their entire families getting covid and it sounds really really unpleasant but like a really bad flu and it's always over in three to four days and these are just yeah, like it's not something you want to get but no. it is something that will that you'll pass and i think that's i'm not making that jump 
for some reason, I'm still stuck in the, this is like, I, I, I have trouble. I do it. But when I'm about to walk into a room or a wedding or something, like I get very nervous and part of it is social anxiety, but most of it is just like, there's something, there's a pervading feeling of I've been working so hard for so long at being safe and doing the best I can. Am I about to give all of it up for this moment? Yeah. (laughs) And that's, that's not a good way to live your life. No. Um, it's It's an unhealthy way. And this, like you just said, the parameters, the situation, the stakes are so different. Yeah, it's it's exhausting. Uh, to, and I think that's and I mean part the stakes there's so I, it's so less dangerous. Yeah. It's so less. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. I didn't. And, mean to and cut so you off. I no no no. It's fine. I feel like for me it is very much that. Um, I I think I have been able to let go probably of more of that than you mm-hmm. have because of the nature of how the disease has turned. And because I have been vaccinated so many times, I feel like I'm more liberal in terms of going out and not wearing yeah. a mask in like a grocery store. I still wear a mask in any setting when there are a lot of people and we're all sitting next to each other, like a theater. Sure. Uh, I'm still wearing masks in the movie theater in the, yep. you know, we've gone to see a couple of shows and I'll, I put up like uh, stage shows and I wear a mask. Um, and those are those. still, and, and to your point, the theater that we, we go to, it's a hundred percent. It's not an option in theater yes. still. Yeah. Same thing here. Like you, you have to, you have, well, in movie theaters. No, movie theaters, let's go for it. You can go yeah. up and lick, lick the screen, but all stage shows, yeah, you have to show vaccination, and then you get a wristband, and then you, yeah. Uh, yeah. Which was jarring, right? The the first time, like, I went at, no. after having gone to a couple of movie theaters, and we went to a, a play down at the theater downtown, and they asked for vaccination cards, and I forgot mine. Like, I just hadn't oh, been no. carrying it. And yeah. so, you know, luckily, we, we have the digital uh, cards now, and so, you know, all of that right. is in my phone, wallet, certified, whatever. And that's very convenient. Yeah. Um, but I I definitely find myself thinking about people in terms of those who are trying to be safe, those who are trying to be reasonable, and those who are weaponizing their cavalierness. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. And and that's that's the those are the tears of judgment. And the only ones I feel like like, oh, you're you're weaponizing your the the sort of cavalier um you know vaccine you don't you don't care about anything i yeah. i definitely i noticed those people jim brewer and so th- th- i don't know <laughs> if you've been watching jim brewer's routine has he gone on of he come off the oh 100% he i think he invented the phrase fauci ouchy cuz he says it oh, 1900 times i am not a brewer fan but uh yeah Were goat, you ever? Goat, goat boy is gone cute <laughs> no not yeah. at all but he gets passed around as like one yeah. of the comedians, because com- com- comedy went two different ways. Very much. And they yes. really leaned into it. And so you have your... Uh, ouchie, ouchie. Fauchie, ouchie. Great stuff. That's Great disappointing. Stuff. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm... It's the first so time I'm anyone's brought I'm... up Jim Brewer in years. <laughs> 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 I just realized there's so many other much more high-caliber people that I could have brought up. <laughs> Joe Rogan, and instead I say Jim Brewer. Oh, well. Yeah, star of weed comedies of the 90s. Yeah, <laughs> Rob Schneider's the same one. That whole era went... Wow. Yeah, they really pulled Schneider a right turn. Too, huh? Dennis Miller, yeah. Yeah, I knew Dennis Miller was... Mm-hmm. Oh, that's disappointing. Anyways. <laughs> Anyways. 
Uh, so you were saying those are the tiers of judgment. Right. Yeah. But the and first so, the first two that you listed have gotten blurrier. Yes. Safe and, and reasonable because I think yeah. I'm not How often are you testing yourself? Well How many how many tests are in your closet of shame? <laughs> well, it's a little different because I've been doing young storytellers. We've been we went this uh last season, we went back into classrooms like we did before. So I have to get tested every single week. That was an LAUSD mandate. They have since dropped that and dropped the mask mandate, but I'm wearing, so I can't make anyone wear masks. I wear mine. I sort of strongly tell the other mentors, the adults, to, yeah, I can't yeah. make you, but please follow my example. Please do. And then the kids are half on, half off. Um, and so uh, I'm, I was in a different situation. I had to do it. But mm -hmm. after both, before both weddings, after both weddings, and these aren't rapid tests, these are like, real PCR tests where mm -hmm. I go to CVS. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. You don't um, just roll the dice on the rapid test and take like 10 of them and play the odds. No, the I was, time. we did that during production. I was taking a okay. rapid test every day. Uh, yeah. But um, no, because it does, I've just heard or <laughs> barely read the headlines of too many articles that seem to say rapid test. Good luck. Yeah. We can right. definitely promise they're quick. <laughs> that we got down <laughs> well it's the whole it's the whole when they're right they're right right exactly when they're wrong they also might be right might, might be right or might <laughs> just sort of be like undecided yeah. it's kind of like licking one of those magic eight balls <laughs> and shaking yeah. it around it says <laughs> it is decidedly it. so <laughs> i want to make sure that listeners note uh, a couple of things that you've said first of all you have now in the course of the show licked both a magic eight ball and a movie screen <laughs> oh no you're right <laughs> and i think at one yeah. point you actually said you were anky and i had never heard it put quite that way before that i said anky? anxiety yeah, yeah for, an an for anxious and anky and I, I want to make sure that that is on the record as well. Oh, no, I don't because think it I could did. very play win to a show title coming soon. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm clearly not evolving in many different yeah. ways. I yeah. am devolving. <laughs> this we should just call this the WTS Sundowner Gang, and you can just watch us slowly get worse and worse until it's the Season end of Flowers for Algernon. Yeah, <laughs> and we're just like me want no more shiver, and then. <laughs> <laughs> there is one thing I was talking about this um, and then we can wrap up my part uh, but there was one because I don't think there's really an answer it's just an evolution and it's something that maybe I'll check in with you about every yeah. once in a while well, and the like, okay just wait a minute are you doing the, you're going out for haircuts clearly yep you mask during the haircuts of course uh -huh. you're going to the grocery store I assume you're wearing masks I assume you're yep. wearing masks all the time correct Except for when you eat. And I know that Correct. because I've eaten with you. Correct. And you didn't <laughs> just yeah. shove food through your mask. Um, you did yeah. fine. So there's okay. some of that weird arbitrariness of like, I wear the mask into That's the restaurant. It. I take it off to eat. I put it on to use the restroom. I come back. I take it yeah. off. It. Yeah. Also, there is the frustration of like, it's not, I, it's all blurry. Like, I'm just sort of like yeah. doing my I guess I need to either be comfortable with this is what makes me comfortable and so do it, but I'm not comfortable. And so instead, like, let myself off the hook. These are the perils of intermittent reinforcement. What's that? 
it's it's like when you're training an animal, right? When you when oh. you train an animal, you have to be consistently reinforcing behavior. When you intermittently reinforce behavior, you don't learn any lessons, and you're able to like rationalize your way through uh, making arbitrary decisions as gospel. When that's not true. You're not actually learning anything. You may be doing things for no reason whatsoever. Wearing a mask inside a restaurant uh, and then not wearing a mask for 45 minutes inside the same restaurant yeah. is ridiculous. Like, right. It's, it, it, but I'm just we have, sort of holding myself up to something that doesn't even yeah. work. That's but a really maybe, good point. Maybe, right? Maybe we are. Maybe just having the mask on during, you know, for the before they bring the food is reducing your exposure just that much. Maybe right. that's when the the COVID molecules were flying at your face. <laughs> and maybe. maybe they you made the cloud moved on. I don't know, yeah. but I do know that that's that bit of ridiculousness is what I think a lot of people react to mm. uh, when they're frustrated because it's that intermittent reinforcement. You're telling me one thing some of the time right. is okay, but some of the time is not okay, and those aren't consistent. Right. And so it's almost so, like you're being hypocritical. You're While being trying hypocritical. to be safe, you're being hypocritical. Yeah. Right. That makes a lot of sense. And I need to, that's where I need to sit. I need to think more about that and be more a little mindful of how I'm living my life yeah. and how many things I am doing. The other thing that my wonderful therapist, Bonnie, shout out to Bonnie, um, was able to <laughs> help me see is the idea of stigma. There was always also, I didn't want to get people sick and how bad I would yeah. feel if I got people sick. You didn't sick. want to be that guy. I didn't want to be zero. that guy. And um, I would feel like I would be devastated and so embarrassed and so shameful and stuff. And I'm already mad at myself for those other things. And so she said, if you went to a party and you got COVID, do you think that your friends would think it's because you, you were, were out there being so reckless? And I was as like, much as you want to have typhoid Tommy tattooed right. on your tibia. Right. And I, oh, all right. A lot of alliterations from <laughs> HS Anchors right and there, Perilous man. Posts. Yeah. Um, and I said, no, I guess I don't anymore. She said, when you've had friends like friend of the show, Mandy, who was one of the safest people that I know, her entire family got it at one point. Did you think, oh, it's because she was reckless? And I was like, no. And she goes, well, why are you thinking that about just yourself then? And I was like, because it's what I do. Because I'm here talking to you. Yeah. I'm broken inside. Yeah. Fix it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I said, because daddy. No. So, um, so yeah, that was a really good point. That was something that I hadn't looked yeah. right at. So I'm trying to get better. That doesn't mean I'm going to run around without masks and open a kissing booth and stuff, but I'm going to either accept the arbitrariness and be fine with it and do what I feel is safe or mm -hmm. live life like the huge majority of people around me, including my friends, are doing and just be fine with it. This is the thing that I think you, uh, th that I think has pushed me over the edge in a way oh. that it hasn't pushed you over the edge. And that is that I had it and that it was bad yeah. Yeah. and that experience. And I'm saying this is a bad thing. That experience has made me probably more reckless 
Right, because there there is that, and there was you for a while. The you know, once everybody effect. got sick, right, they were like, uh, you know, once anybody who came out with, oh, I had COVID, so I'm protected. It's like a shield of armor. And then I got <laughs> vaccinated, so wait, I have a vaccine, and I'm the the natural immunity from having it. And then there's boosters. Now I'm yeah. Superman, right? Yeah. Like, and then and, you see an article that has the word breakthrough in it, and you're like, throw that paper away. <laughs> yes, burn it, light it on fire, because <laughs> Superman. So that's the that's the thing that I I struggle with. That yeah. Is um, it? It feels like I've I'm uh, you know I'm super protected when I'm, of course I'm not breakthrough 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 like it, it you know variants 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 we're all and you know constantly at risk and <laughs> why are we talking about this again oh, no. was that that was your closer <laughs> we're all constantly at risk and everything's <laughs> on fire so to become a panic pal. <laughs> We're doing great. Welcome back. Season seven. Let it all burn. (laughs) Not all gifts are just gifts. In Acts 20.35 in the King's James Bible, we are reminded that Jesus taught his followers that it is better or more blessed to give than to receive. But what if you could do both at the same time? In 1946, American Ambassador William Harriman was presented with a gift from another country's children organization. It was a medium-sized wooden carving of the Great Seal of the United States, the one with the scroll-carrying eagle with an olive branch in one claw and 13 arrows in the other. The handsome gift hung in the office of the American Ambassador's house for seven years, largely forgotten. But as I said before, not all gifts are just gifts. And really, we should have seen what eventually happened coming. For W. Harriman was the American ambassador to the Soviet Union, and the aforementioned children's group was the Young Pioneer Organization from that very country. And over those seven years, the USSR was listening into Harriman's private conversations through a sophisticated listening device or bug hidden in the Great Seal. The Great Seal bug, or quote, the thing, as it was later dubbed in 1952 because we hadn't really figured out words yet, was an example of brilliant espionage by the Soviets, proving that it is somehow better to give and receive all at the same time. Oh, Russia, what will you get up to next? Anyways, want to give a gift and receive in kind just like those wacky communists? Then become a Panic Pal today. By supporting Season 7 of this very podcast for the low, low price of $35, you will get early access to episodes, special members-only episodes like this summer's instantly hilarious yet regrettable Drinky Drink episode, a certified certificate of friendship, a batch of eventually will-exist anxiety coupons, stickers, and much, much more. Most importantly, you will help keep this anxiety train a chugging down the track because while Pete and I love to do this show it does cost money to produce and publish so we appreciate your help so comrades go to whatsthatsmell.net and click on join now and become a panic pal today Tom how do you feel about your face (laughs) I feel like this isn't the first time you've asked me this in what way Pete aesthetically (laughs) For, uh, functionally, um, I, I've had I've had I, face problems before. Of or, of or related to your pores, how do you feel oh, about your pores? Do you well, feel we have, like your pore game is on lock? It's very pretty good now, very pretty good now. But for a one point, and I believe we have talked about this. I had cystic acne and had to take um, yeah. uh, carpet bombs of Accutane, which was incredibly 
horrible. Yeah, that was back. No, it uh, was not not good. Yeah, I'm I'm also a friend of the Tane. Yeah, friend <laughs> of the Tane. Pumped a lot of Tane down in New Orleans. Yeah, yeah. so much Tane. Um, what I'm worried about is I want to. Uh, oh, here it is. Yeah, I'm gonna share that. So I just want you to look at this. We're gonna. I'm gonna need you to describe what I've you're seeing. Never not wanted to open something in my life. Is it gonna be gross? No, no, it's oh. just a close-up of skin. That's oh, all. Okay. I'll just tell you so, up front. Clicking now? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ew. But yeah, it's it's not gross, but it's I don't like it's it. Skin. Yeah, it's very close. A little hair. Skin. Don't leave. Yeah. Whatever you do, don't leave the the, the screen share because this is in, this is important setup. Okay. Um, so then if I move a little bit forward, do you see what's going on right there? There's someone is putting some sort of swab onto a microphone slide. That's not what that's called. Microscope slide. That, you're exactly right. They're putting uh, the substance. It is actually a kind of glue. Okay. Uh, that they are putting on a glass slide that is eventually going to end up in a microscope. And Great. then, uh, they're what are oh. they doing here? Uh, there's a very pleasant young woman, and they seem to be putting the glue, the glued up thing on her forehead. I'm already starting then, to get a little nervous. Okay. Then they're peeling it off. Ow! It made a little face. Mm-hmm. So there's residue on the slide, and it mm-hmm. made a little face. And it's like a smiley face, isn't that cute? It is kind of now, like. What do you imagine they, that comes up in that uh, in that slide? The smiley face of residue that is now on the microscope slide. Um, maybe a little bit of like grease and like skin, dead skin cells or something. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think yeah. those are. That's it. Oh, we got. Oh, ah, what? Mm-hmm. We got lips. Oh, Ew. there we are. There we are. Wait, is now this of the slide? Actually, now we're going in tight. To, to the, the to skin. a person or the slide. Yeah, the, this is this is the skin. <gasps> Why oh, would you go so fast? What is that? What is that? It's a That's little a moving thing. It's a, it's moving, a moving thing. It's a critter. It's yeah. a, It looks like a cell, but it looks yeah. like it's a cell that's on the end of a tree branch. This is skin still. It is a oh, face. Oh come mite. on, a face yeah. mite. Demodex folliculorum. Demodex folliculorum. Oh, thanks, Mario. <laughs> this is this is a face mite, and this lives uh, on your face. And uh, this is the thing that oh. bugs me. Uh, my wife said this to me without comment. That was, <laughs> that was pretty good. If you missed it, I don't want to go back, but I'll just yeah. say I yeah. said it bugs me, and Tom said <laughs> literally <laughs> under his breath. And I just want that out there that it was pretty you're, good. You're welcome, um, comrade. <laughs> <laughs> these these creatures uh, live on your face, and they are actually Tom. They're arachnids. Moving. They are related to face spiders, spiders ticks. Uh, yeah, they um, they live in your face. They live Why? in your face. What do they do? Are they protecting me? So here's the here's the thing that's confusing about face mites is that you know Ew. you, you say that they are you know there are we don't why would we want these things living on our face? You're right. They all live on our face, like they're they're in there, but they are not parasites, oh. right? They don't actually cause any harm. They are what are they're considered uh, commensalist relationships with their, their human hosts, rather than parasites or parasitic relationships. With commensalist their human hosts. is that like parallel play? Like they're just doing it, their it, thing, and they happen to be on my forehead. 
It's like symbiotic, right? It's, a, it. it's that that uh, members of one species gain benefits while those of the other species gain no benefits nor harm, right? So, so we're not getting anything mite, from this. Okay, We're not getting anything from the face mites, but the face mites actually live in our pores and Ew. they eat and digest the sebum the, that live in our follicles. The sebum is not alive. It's like an oil I, that, that that they eat and oh. digest. And so they're like living clearasil. Clearasil with, with a face. That's right. Except for if you have a breakout, if you if they get out of control, if their population gets out of control, you'll get like a red rash on your face. If you oh. get a red rash on your face, those are the face mites. Demodex follicularum. Could that be where rosacea comes from? Because I had rosacea once. I, d- I don't, we I don't, don't know. actually we'll know the know. answer to that question. Okay. But I do know that they live face down inside your hair follicles uh, yeah, and they well, nestle up against the, the shaft uh, of the talking. hair <laughs> where you can't actually uh, see them. And okay. they are creepy, creepy crawlies. I don't like them. And so Ew. let's see. I'm going to scrub forward just a little bit. Oh, oh no. A friendly person oh, that's that looking same lady. at them. Here they are. Slide forehead lady turns out to be the doctor. The doctor was a woman the whole time. <laughs> so you what can a, see a riddle. the main body of these things is uh is has the legs. Uh it has the eight legs, and then it has this long like tail right on yeah, the back yeah. on the back end of it. And they that's how they align themselves <clears throat> against you really the going hair. quick. Oh, look at him. And they're ah! here, they're related to ticks and All spiders. Right. Now there's spiders and on the eyeballs. Okay. What? Why are they related to eyeballs? Now, this is the thing. This is where I wanted to. This is where I really wanted to make sure. How do you get these? Go ahead and ask me. Hey, Pete. How do you get face mites on your face? Hey, Pete. What are the chances you're gonna stop saying the word face mite? <laughs> Was that the wrong question? Hey, Pete. How do you get these face mites on your face? What are you seeing right now? Baby. A mother is kissing babies. a baby. Baby. Yeah. Wait. It comes from babies. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. No, I wish... God, like so many things, Tom, I wish we could blame the babies. No, we get them, we pass them on to our children by (gasps) rubbing our faces onto babies, and then they live on the baby forever. But rubbing faces on babies is like one of the top three things to do. Face mites, Tom. Oh, no. Face mites. Hugging, rubbing your face against another face. Anytime oh, no. faces get rubbed, you're going to be passing on face mites, uh, face mites to other people. That so, like, is Eskimo the curse kissing of the is... face mites. Oh, God, it's Eskimo, all face mite action Eskimo up and down. kissing is just a highway of bugs. <laughs> I just, I feel like the face mites have built like a little plank off of the nose. They're like, oh, but you're just going to jump onto the nose. Right. They're just ready. It's like a They're hot ready. There's a This movie writes itself. Is, the, is what I'm telling you. Oh, we're back to uh, bugs. So, yeah. So ew, this, is, this is, you can kind of get a picture. They're living, I'm showing Tom now a diagram. Tom, okay. would you like to de- try to describe the diagram, the the animation here? Sure. So first I'm feeling a little woozy and out of breath. <laughs> I'm lightheaded. <laughs> I don't feel good. Lunch is for sure out the window. No, uh, it's like a, it's like a cartoon of a really close up of a hair cell coming out of skin. And then there's face bugs sort of inside Eating the yellow, the sebum. That yellow is the sebum. They're up against the the follicle, and you can see the hair emerging from the skin. But what I love the most is the little wiggly tails uh, uh, coming out of the follicles, and then they come out at night, and that's when they like mate, and then they go back in and lay their eggs inside your skin. (laughs) 
<laughs> what? Yeah. This yeah. just <laughs> dialed up. Yeah. They're laying. Tom, I've been. Oh. I've been thinking about this. Um, <gasps> Don't make it for, since. Don't make since, it move. Uh, since like uh, March when my wife sent this to me. Like I can't let go of this. What's wrong Here's with your marriage? Thing. They don't actually seem to have an anus of any sort. Uh, uh, they, it is, if anything, rudimentary. I think they just eat the sebum and it becomes a part of them. And that's it. I don't know how they get the, that's how they process. That's where God like, drew the line. Persistent. Yeah. yeah, yeah that's they're, they're eating the on your face and you give them to babies, but they don't have butts. <laughs> Great restraint. <laughs> Science. <laughs> So that's, that's the face mite, the, worst. the mite that lives on your face. And I this gets into... And it doesn't do uh, anything a, for us, though, even though it's eating oil. I thought that that would be beneficial. And every time yeah, that I wash I, my face, am I? is it like a face mite holocaust? I Can guess, you wash them yeah, off? I guess it's, I guess you wash them off, but clearly not outside all of them. And touch a baby? Oh, boy, oh, boy. Because babies are always there, ready to take your face mites and then, I guess, give it back. Because babies are a real face rub central. Like, everybody's yep. rubbing the same baby. And in the era of COVID, <laughs> I think we're more aware. We've already been told, I think you should probably not be rubbing your face on right. babies right. just as much as you should not be licking right. anything, let alone movie screens and Magic 8-Balls. From now on, every time I meet a new baby, I'm going to wipe it down like I used to do to my groceries in the beginning of the pandemic, mm -hmm. <laughs> sort of vaguely yeah. and wondering if it's doing anything. I always have my little Purell wipe right here. I've never opened it. Oh, uh, it got that's, it at some effective. kind of a thing. And I always keep it here just in case. But in case of what? Now I know it's in case of face mites. Look, here's the thing. <laughs> Looking at your mites, researchers can usually tell something about your geographical ancestry, like what part of the world your ancestors come from because of your mites on your face. Oh. Face mites are definitely the species of animal that we have the closest connection with as humans, even though most of us don't know about them or ever see one in our lifetime. We still have this very ancient and intimate relationship, and it seems clear that we've had these face mite species with us for all of human history. They are uh. as old as our species, as old as Homo sapien. That's like the grossest chicken and the egg thing I've ever heard of. <laughs> Like, that chicken sucks, and that egg sucks. That <laughs> sucks, sucks. Everything sucks about this experience. Yeah. That's what I'm telling you. So there is this, uh, the, you know, we've been hearing a lot about the, and I, we've talked about it before, about the fact that we as human beings are made up of just a bazillion pounds of, like, other species. Things right? hanging out, yeah. Guts and bacteria and all this stuff hanging oh. out. And here's one that's actually a face spider living in my pores. And God. it is it's, it is a perseverative thought spiral, Tom. I can't let go of it, and I had to give it to you. I think about face mites every time I look in the mirror. I'm brushing my teeth. I have to turn around. I can't look at myself anymore. But is it like the movie It Follows? Now that you've told me, can you go on and live your life? And I have God, to. I it's like so. the, That's it's the, like the ring. Reason. I have to yeah. teach someone else about face mites, and on it goes, and on it goes. I hope to God that's true because I need rid of it. I need rid of it. I Ugh. don't. I don't care for face mites. I don't. No. I, yeah, I think there. You know, there are all kinds of anxieties and related to, um, you know, uh, disease, bugs, infections, those sorts of things. I haven't seen one that is a specific anxiety uh, for face mites, but. There should probably be one. Should we make one up? Yes. Fasche, uh, <laughs> visage, spider. Uh, it's got to be a phobia. Like, oh, yeah, good fasce, point. 
what did I call them? Uh, Demodex folliculorum. So, right. uh, Demodex folliculophasophobia. I like that. It's so easy to remember. <laughs> what a tongue roller. <laughs> boy, oh boy. <laughs> Does this mean so that we should what, be going yeah. around pinching people's cheeks like grandmothers used to do? Well, they don't live in your thumb and finger, I don't think. But I think, I think you're, ta- you're, you're giving them a little squish. You're right. Right. This is, this is like the they live of, <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, of No, that mites. would mean we put on sunglasses and we could see everybody's face mites. And, and then, then go we'll... squeeze them. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> you know, does this, like, okay. How did you end up in jail, Tom? <laughs> it's a long story. <laughs> <laughs> you, so when you're you're a kid and you go in the bathroom and you have a little zit and you pop it and it pops. Ew. Now what are you gonna think? I can you just I'm, destroyed a face mite that was just, in your pores. Well, what if we it can might be train drowning. our face mites to do that? Oh my goodness. Oh, if you could are train you gonna, your face are you mites, gonna, you're gonna face mite flea circus. That's I am absolutely right I'm gonna be like that old guy from Jurassic Park. And that's how I start my entire park, and then my face mites immediately breach. The security zone and eat all the tourists. <laughs> Welcome to Folliculorum Park. <laughs> and and it's just really small sounds. Where's that coming from? Oh my nose. <laughs> I woke up feeling on top of the world. Like nothing's ever gonna bring me down. This feeling got me flying high as a bird. Thank you all so much for joining us for Season 7, Episode 1. This week's tune is I Just Want to Celebrate by Jay Putty. Coming up next week... Don't let one white bear in there. Clear it. Get all the white bears out. No bears. No whites. (laughs) No whites and no bears. (laughs) And if anyone can make this funny, it's going to be Tom. Like, Tom can do anything. Tom can do anything. He's my hero. You found my kryptonite, which is dead children in wheel wells. Does that line up with anything you know? That completely lines up. And I think there's one more thing you can do in your bedroom. Pressurize. Pressurize it. (laughs) Yeah, you can. Hashtag pressurize everything. Exactly. The little mask drops down from your bedroom ceiling. Until then, I'm Pete Wright. And I'm Tommy Mess the Third. Thank you for downloading. We will be back next week on What's That Smell? I just want to celebrate. Feeling alive